unfortunately, uh, we might need two seasons of Back to Good in order to solve the world's problems. A double dose, you might say. Much like the actual vaccine, it needs two doses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your boys are back like a phoenix from the ashes. What people didn't ask for. Right. (laughs) We're giving it. None of it was asked for, but we're giving it all to them. What's been up with you guys since we haven't potted in a while? I haven't really talked to you guys. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, that that is. Dude, I'm obeying the law, dude. I'm doing nothing. Have you guys ever played that? I want to say it's either a Vietnamese card game, maybe Japanese, but it's called 13. Mm Mm-mm. No. With normal cards, yeah, yeah, like no, that's game. that's you don't Is have to Korean? restrict that to the eastern part of the world. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's fairly popular here in the states. I've never heard okay. of this game. I, I the, the reason why I think it is or thought it was. Is because I grew up in high school where it was. You grew like, up in a high school. I grew up <laughs> in a high school. <laughs> My high school that I attended uh, was predominantly Asian, and that's who oh, taught word. me Same. that card game. And uh, they were the only ones that played it, so I just, I guess, racistly assumed that they were the. No, ones no, that they're just they're it. just the best at it. It's a lot. Did we of, all grow up in like heavy Asian communities. Uh, well, no. Chang is his own heavy Asian. I, 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 I <laughs> Chang grew, grew up, up in a in, Korean household, so you've an Asian community of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> I went to, I don't know if I should even say this, but I went to California. <laughs> it's still there. Legend has it. The the land known as California is still yeah. in existence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, I'll just say it was a necessary trip. A type of While, emergency. Correct. While we were down there, um, I was shocked at how relaxed everyone seemed to be, because mm-hmm. at least from the reports I was hearing, California was on fire in several different ways, uh, but most notably <laughs> because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was kind of very much uh, affected by it down there. And when we traveled there, uh it seemed like everybody was super relaxed. I don't think it seemed any different to me besides the fact that people, while people were out, a majority of them were wearing masks. But other than that, there was no like died down of, of, of humic traffic. Uh, your boy was in an accident on the freeway. Hey, uh, that is right. That did happen. <laughs> uh, actually, while we were still recording season one. Mid-record. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's why out. you were in the accident. That's how professional we keep it here. <laughs> That car was Sayonara. We were going to stick it out for a few months since we live here in the city. We were like, okay, we can we can probably make it a few months without a car, save some money. And then who knows, by the end of a few months, maybe we'll decide we don't really need a car. And then yeah. we can indefinitely save money. And then one month went by and we were like, how do people do this? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we made it. I think somewhere around 30 days uh and then (laughs) it's admirable yeah yeah i can Um, do it yeah it was like the insurance cut us the check for the new car and Uh like the next day i was at the dealership signing that's right (laughs) a sweet new whip it's not bad i like it 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 is a nice cars i love it first to say that i kind of uh papooed Priuses a little bit. <laughs> then you realize that and they are one of the you... top six greatest cars to ever. Did we roast hit. him on pod for his Prius talk yet? No, that was just over. That was off 
off mic. That was off mic, man. Tyler was like, Prius is what? And then we're like, you're stupid. Okay. That's exactly how that conversation. <laughs> this is this is how I, I think about Priuses in my head. What I have in my head is like the original Prius, the one that looked the sedan. Sure. The one that oh, looked the bubble. like yeah. It's like it a like if Dreamcast made a car. That's uh that's oh, what no, you're you're Prius talking was. about the Prius V2. V1 was a sedan. Yeah, no, it's I know like what Shane's talking about. Yeah, and yeah. then they like squished no, no, no. it. Yeah, no, bit. Tyler's talking about the one that yeah. came out like 2007, 2008. Yeah. Uh, it kind of looks like if, yeah, if Dreamcast and Tesla did a collab on a car, it would kind of look like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, it's like a hatchback, right? Yeah, yeah. my parents had two of those. Dislike the look of that. I've always hated the look of that. So you hate the look of my car? I do. Every time. Uh, the look of yours is a little bit. No, my, mine's 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 a V three. It's it's coming up. Let me, let me see. V3. It, it's on its <laughs> way. V three. Yeah, that is. It's like car. it's it's ever so close to becoming a Charmeleon, but still a little Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, Got that backwards we, for sure. When you, yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? That was a really bad analogy. Charmander is, is, is way Zach cuter is than Charmeleon. Listening to this, throwing things against the wall right now. Okay, we're gonna cut that out. <laughs> no, I'll leave um, it in. <laughs> but when taylor showed me the car he picked out i was like that's a prius because it looks mm-hmm. really nice mm-hmm. emily says the mm-hmm. same thing actually she likes it because it doesn't look like a prius right. but it is it looks like what a but, prius should but look you like. know it's like you know it's the prius that you know during quarantine decided to work out and uh start eating right wow stop drinking you know it's that Ooh. prius man it's the this car is exactly the opposite of me. Um, okay, before we go into our main topic of discussion, I was on Twitter right before Pod, and there is a lively debate going on about what is the better song. Ooh, okay. And people are debating whether "Piano Man" by Billy Joel, okay, or "We Built This City." Ooh, no, no. What is the debate? Have you not heard We Built the City by Starship? No, I have. Okay. I've also heard Piano Man by Billy Joel. Okay. okay, people First are I've also heard I've also heard Evan play Piano Man by Billy Joel. Okay, well, well Evan is uh, <laughs> he is uh, Evan Sullivan, if you're listening, come back yeah. into our lives, please. Man, Evan, Evan Sullivan, Sullivan from please reach out to me. I the Buffaloes of New York. So come back. I don't know where you are. I haven't seen you on Instagram. I don't have your number, but if you're I have listening, one video of you. <laughs> Watch it regularly. <laughs> Same. Um, but it kind of seemed like people were leaning towards we built this city. No, it's piano man. And it's like it's not the same genre. Or yeah. right, it's yeah, totally but, but also for me personally. Also, it's piano man though. I mean, yeah, Tyler, like go off, like do say what you want to say, but so I agree with Taylor that it is apples and oranges. It's like. It's like comparing Queen with Lord. It's like they're both very good, but they're different styles of music. So why would you be? First of all, why would you be comparing those specific two songs? But second I think, of all, I think it depends on your mood because if you're in an introspective mood, if you're in like a introspective mood, um, then it is Piano Man, ten times out of ten. But sure. if you're just looking for a feel-good song that you can walk down the street and imagine you're the main character (laughs) is we built this city for sure (laughs) 
Um, so this is what I'm going to say, because I, when I stumbled upon this, I was like, oh my God, this could not be a more perfect segue. Um, is that people, what people are really debating is actually which is worse because people feel that both are cringy, corny songs what? that are classics. And okay. I don't consider one of those songs cringy or corny. No, I, I don't. They're I, both I think, classic. No. One, one yeah. song is a legend of a song. Right. But I, I, I was just like <laughs> dumbfounded by how many people were saying that Piano Man. Right is way cornier it's not uh it's it, especially it, when you do you mm -hmm. guys like if you know like billy joel's like persona that he gives he is hilarious and absolutely does not take himself seriously enough to he's even be sarcastic. considered yeah he's absolutely yeah, sarcastic like there's he has more of a overview of his own life as opposed to like oh, this is like the story i'm gonna craft type vibe and he like there's even a video where he like talks about um how bad uh we didn't start the fire became like how earnest <laughs> it started and how great it was gonna be and then as it developed it turned into this like really really kind of like dumb like duh, 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 duh. but when it started out it was gonna be this like epic like singer songwriter song <laughs> but like he's fine with it though and he still performs it the way it was produced and everything so like obviously he has you know a different attitude than I think you, I think he's uncorniable. I don't think you can cornify him. You think that okay. something made in earnest, um, no, is I will be a million corny. percent disagree because one of my songs is exactly that, which is, which is, and when you say your song, can we go into this segment now? Yeah, so it, this oh, is sure. my segue is that okay, yeah, today <laughs> what we're going to be discussing is each of us has selected two songs that while are hits are corny but man do they slap it's right. true so a million percent so we're gonna give yeah, so credit the, the, to to jonathan chang for coming up with this idea because this is a yeah. fantastic idea it's a fun because idea. I'll, I'll explain the criteria i was just listening to some music i was like man like i feel like not enough people talk about this song and when they do <laughs> like it always comes up in a weird way they're like yeah like that song's so weird but like is it because it rips unbelievably hard and, um, is and the it song just you're deserves more about, credit. The song you're talking about uh, that made you think of this is that one. Oh, of right. Uh, it is a, it? a Superman by Five for Fighting. Yeah. I'm right. 15 for a <laughs> that one. Um, <laughs> uh, that Wait, song, it just that, simply rips way too hard. Is Superman the Wait. same song? Where he says no. you only have a hundred years no. to live. So what you just saying is a hundred years, but yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Both songs ripped so hard that they became one okay. in my head. Hold on, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little snippet of this. The five for fighting songs that you just. Uh... Superman is um. It's not easy. Right. Okay. Yes. Honestly, straight. no. Wait. Both so we songs... both did the same thing Don't with that song. Come at five for fighting, like. That. No, both songs are in that category. Everyone knows both songs. Both songs are very corny, and both songs rip for days. <laughs> days. Yeah. Okay. Well, so can you explain the criteria of the right. how we had to pick these songs? So the criteria for each song. Each song has to be a song that 99% of the population know, or at least if they hear it, they'll be like, oh yeah, like that's that song. Um, both songs have to be uh corny cheesy memeable however you want to describe it 
but they have to have like a goofy aspect to them in some sort of way. Uh, for example, you can't do Somebody to Love by Queen. Everyone knows it. Yes, it rips, but it's not cheesy or corny. It's just too good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, then oh, the, and then that's that that is uh, that is the last uh, criteria that it has to be very very good, like very it. good. Such a great idea. So yeah. Um, While choosing my those- selections uh, for this podcast, I made a playlist of maybe sixteen songs. The title of which being <laughs> corny, but good. Yep. I like that. I chose just the two songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll update it as we go. But yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. For the record, segment. I'm not about to, to show you again. all 16 songs. I can probably share that playlist later. But yeah, we're each just going to no, go at, into at two songs here. Day. Right. Uh, songs. Have we decided our our order of... So I think since Chang came up with the idea, he should go last. Was last he leading? Is a, pre- a preferable uh, Sure. Yeah, I mean, whatever works. Spot to be in. Whatever works, um, you guys do so it out for one and two. I can go second if you want to go first, Taylor. Okay. <laughs> just like that, huh? That just slid in through the back. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go mid. Tyler yeah, goes so first. I go second. Chang goes last because, like, I feel like last is the best spot to be in. because uh, like It doesn't there. matter. Just someone No, no, let's have Chang go last. People, let's have are Chang dr- last. people are pulling into work waiting for this segment to start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This article I found on Vice just perfectly, it, it just lays it out so well for this. So I'm just going to read it word for word. The year was 1999. The world was staring down the barrel of a loaded laser gun, the weight of the millennium pressing down upon us. Yet, the closer the future came, the more disappointing it began to feel. The most exciting thing about entering a new millennium was the possibility of a computer virus that didn't even end up happening. If we needed an anthem for our times, it was a strange request, something that reflected the ongoing march of technological breakthroughs in an increasingly cyber-dependent world. So with that epic I have no idea. I have no idea. 99, bro? Outside of 99. Right, this is I what have... I'm going to say. It's 99, and I would classify this as like house EDM music. House uh, EDM music? Male or female artist or yeah. group? What did you say? Male group. Okay. Male group. I want it that way, Backstreet Boys. Okay. Am I even in the right year? I might not be. I don't know. Nineties EDM is nowhere near. No, outside of Germany, I don't think it's spread that far yet. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, hit us with it, Tyler. Here we go. Oh wow! Yep. Wow, what a great pick. That is a great one. Wow. Eiffel 65. Okay. Oh my god. What a classic. You really did this to us. (laughs) Starting off strong. Okay. Oh. Oh, Let me also just say this is the longest I've listened to this song. <laughs> okay. My yeah. pick is blue uh parentheses dabba dee dabba die uh by Eiffel 65. Dang. And that's a I sleeper, man, it. but I picked it because I I do agree. I think it's a sleeper, but I think when it comes on, mm-hmm. yeah, you're yeah. like, I forgot about this right, song. Right. It slaps. No, it's, it's an instant instantly recognizable big hitter for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like slam dunk on the criteria for sure. For sure. 
Um, as far as background and meaning, meaning for this song goes, as you can imagine, <laughs> doesn't get very deep. <laughs> um, oh, man. Some people like to imagine that he is not, in fact, talking about the color or just the nonsensical fact that blue rhymes with almost everything. Um, but he is talking about the internal sadness that he tries to cover over with uh, EDM music. But, or EDM. Aren't we all? But all right. If Fair you've enough. ever seen these guys perform this song live, there's nothing sad about this song. It's all just good times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Yeah, not Great a sad pick. song. Fantastic pick. All right. Now, Amazing. Well done. Not a bad start at all. Pick. All right. We are in 2001. All right. Two more years. Can I, uh, can I give uh, a guess as to what this might Already? be? Already? Without me even... Because like... I had a song coming into this thing that I thought you might pick, and when you didn't pick it at first, I'm guessing that this is it. I'm imagining that this song came out sometime between 2000 and 2005. So I don't even know if this is the right year, but it does fit. I'm going to try to cover my face. A guilty pleasure of yours that you've gone about for years. I, with zero context outside of the year, I'm going to guess Drops of Jupiter by Train. It is, in fact, Drops of Jupiter. I knew it. Let me say right now. Let me say. For years. This song. from, From... from, my, from the second I came up with this idea, I knew Tyler was going to break Dr. Jupiter by train. Oh my god. I'm so glad I didn't pick this song because I almost did. Oh man. And then neither of us would have had it. I absolutely knew just, it. Just let this cascade of beautifulness wash over you. 100%. <laughs> so good. Eh, 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 eh. All right. Pat Monahan. Now we're gonna get a little bit deep in here. Man. Yeah, yeah. What a because... song with it though. What a what a great pick though. Oh, such a good song. Uh, the song is "Drops of Jupiter" by Train, which uh, those close to me will know is one of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> Unironically. <laughs> oh man, we're going to the dark place now. Oh man. Um, everybody makes fun of me, but. <laughs> when you're jamming out to drops of jupiter i have okay. never made fun of you for liking train that is true train is fantastic it's actually pretty sad the meaning of it those that don't know train's lead singer pat monahan is the one who wrote this song back in 2001 at the time the band was kind of struggling to try to find their big hit record they had been uh touring the country here and there but hadn't really made it big so pat wrote this song soon <laughs> after his mom had passed away from cancer and he wrote it from the perspective of her returning uh and just kind of being in the atmosphere and so when he he talks about Mm. uh drops of jupiter in her hair he's talking about his mom coming back after exploring the galaxy which Mm. i thought was sweet and sad however this did land train its very first grammy record for top rock song of 2004 So strong out of left field with the Grammys, big deal. Especially when you consider like they kept their presence in pop music for a while. A good long while. I I would say through 2011. Yeah. Maybe 2012. Whenever 50 Ways to Die came out, that was about it. (laughs) Was that before or after Soul Sister? Uh, Much after. That was uh, two very solid picks to start start this off. I thought they all fit 
because they both slap. Absolutely. Yeah. But they are pretty corny. But different, they they itch different scratches though. You know what I'm saying? That is true. That is true. They scratch different itches. You are on That's fire. actually today. what I said. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man. Okay. Uh, does that mean I'm up? First track, release date, also 2001. So I'm just going to keep you right there. All and, right. Uh, what I consider uh, one of the prime years. Female vocalist, I would say singer, songwriter, pop music, a heavy piano mm. instrumental factor here in the song. I'm not gonna, I, I wrote down a hint, but I feel like that'll give it away. So I'm actually not gonna say that. Can I, can uh, I say this, what I spicy. think? And then if I don't get it, you can give me the hint? Yeah. Okay. So just from that, and I don't know when this song came out, this one might have been a little bit later than 2001, but I wanna say Love Song by Sarah Bareilles. Mm. I'm not gonna lie to you that song is on the 16 track playlist <laughs> and was heavily considered for my top All two right. slots but it did not make it so I will give you the hint and it is that this song was featured on multiple hit movie soundtracks in that time period. uh a few years later mm. same era of early to mid 2000s though <laughs> Uh, singer songwriter pop music here we go Dang, i don't know why wow. i didn't get this one <laughs> i didn't this one didn't even come across my mind uh, such a good one though. so that's a good one. miles vanessa Carlton. 274 million views hits hard incredible hard hard, hard. all right so very very uh, hard in the early 2000s uh vanessa carlton other artists like michelle branch they were often called kind of like anti-britney's mm. pop music mm. they were introducing pop music that was bringing back uh kind of more instrumental music and you know well thought out well written lyrics uh less of what I believe was referred to as um, bubblegum pop that was popular at the time right. and which unfortunately is kind of what we've seen return to music in recent years. Uh, so this song came out at a really interesting time uh, and paved the way for a lot of new artists going into the mid 2000s. So I think not only is it a great song, uh, mad corny, uh, but great song and uh, <laughs> is kind of important uh, at its place in the music world. It slaps though. A thousand miles. <laughs> it, it does a hundred percent. Terry Cruz lip syncing that in White Chicks. Yeah, classic moment. Not only used in White Chicks, but also used in the Legally Blonde soundtrack. Yes. Mm. Fantastic pick. Well used. Love it. In the early 2000s. Well deserved. But yeah, I love that song. All right. All right. All right. Next song, very, very similar in the genre. Um, Quick context. uh, I will set the scene similar to what Tyler did for his first track. Um, (laughs) It is 2004, uh, pop music, pop culture, uh, MTV, reality TV. uh, Everything in that arena is kind of coming to a boil at this point in pop culture. This is when Facebook launched. Um, Kanye released his first album in 2004. The Janet Mm -hmm. Jackson, JT. Super Bowl performance was in 2004. Um, mm. Sequel movie started to make their uh, way into our world. Uh, freaking movies like Shrek 2, oh, okay. uh, Ocean's 12, Spider-Man 2 all came out that Ooh. summer. Ooh, so, what a year for good movies. <laughs> what a great year. So much is happening in this year. 
as far as other music that is coming out this year, think uh, Snow Patrol, mm. Down, okay. Avril Lavigne. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I got, okay. It. I got, got it. In the got it. You're there. We, we are there. It is so clear. All right. Here is song number two. Ooh, how dare you cut that off? Fantastic. Just, just <laughs> let right. that run. Oh, that's a great one. That is a that great song one. rips so stinking hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, a million percent. Lyric wise, not much going on either. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's about releasing inhibitions. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too good. What can I say? Oh, man. The rest is unwritten. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, I don't have much to say about, like, the production of that song or, like, the lyrics or anything, but it's just a big boy slapper. Um, What I will say about this song is that it has high-key relevance uh, to this podcast for (laughs) one very, very simple reason. Chang knows exactly where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. This is all I'm going to say is a lot of people don't know that Chang and I solidified our relationship at a lip sync battle. It was the final round and my opponent, known as Black Lavender, Jay Sean, Shelton Jr., friend of the pod, performed (laughs) this very song, (laughs) unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Uh, And and, and it looked like it was a rap. It was a moment when... uh, (laughs) I almost didn't go out there. It was the moment in Endgame Part 2 when Thanos... Like destroys Cap's shield, yep. and he's like bleeding on the ground, and he's looking up at the sky, and the and the Chitari army is just closing in on one dude. That's the moment. And it's, just <laughs> and it's just me, little old me. And Again, let me just on your say, left. it was no easy task uh, to follow what that legendary performance was. Um, but I would also <laughs> let you know that Chang and I followed so hard and hit it out of the freaking park. You. Uh, with our performed song. so hard that you caused a chain reaction that led to this podcast that's, that's right. how hard exactly that's exactly. how hard that's that, how, that performance uh, that performance did, itself did is jay sean's performance <laughs> did his performance cause a podcast and three spontaneous friendships i don't think so <laughs> who knows not oh, in man. your life oh man not in so your life. good but yeah so good wow but yeah great great fantastic is, um, is six foot four uh <laughs> and just so much more ethnic than you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like three quarters more ethnic than you. <laughs> oh man, hard hard uh, to follow. Hard to follow. Great, great picks. All right. Is it to me now? It is. Yeah, to man. Me. The back nine. Let's do it. All right. They clock in combined uh, at uh just under 15 minutes. Ooh. Just 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 to give you guys a reference. Are they both? super they're, long or is they're, one they're, incredibly long and then one's like a no they're both pretty similar okay. yeah yeah okay. um just about a minute difference between the two which is a lot but you know uh my first song uh 1995 95. um some other notable things uh same year as gangsta's paradise a uh, toy story the first one had just come out okay. and uh oj simpson was declared not guilty some notable events <laughs> in 95 uh, news 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this band, I would say, is a beginner guitarist dream in terms of maybe the first song they ever learned how to play. Okay. Um, this might give away the band, I'm pretty sure, which is unfortunate. But I feel like you guys would have figured it out either way. Um, the song in and of itself does not make any sense, and it can really mean anything to anyone because of how ridiculous it is. But let me see music. Okay. Um, do we have any let guesses me, so far? Guess. Yeah. If you guys have a guess, you said I, you I said a a song that a lot of guitarists would try to learn as their first song. No, the band. The song is different, but it's the same band. I can give you guys a hint if you want it. Yes, please. Uh, 1991 is when they came together in Manchester, UK. Ooh. Oh, Oasis? Taylor's got and it. Let's go, baby. Wait, wait, what's, what's the song? Is it Wonderwall? Champagne Wonderwall Supernova? is the song that is guitarists song? Okay. learn. Okay, got but it. My song. But it's a, it's a super long song Champagne by Oasis. Champagne Supernova is long. Champagne Supernova is seven minutes long. Is it... <laughs> A good song. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say, so. do your thing, <laughs> Taylor. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. This is this is great because Two earlier things. today. Um, in a in a separate text thread with uh with the guys and people, uh, guys oh, and the people. the subject of Oasis came up in like multiple you were ways, and I was like, oh my, come on, like this has to happen today of all Let days. Let me just say, like hours before we record this, I am a huge Oasis fan, but for the last. 25 years of my life, I have thought this was a third eye blind song. Oh man. But yeah, this no. is like one of their biggest songs ever. Yeah, for sure. And it, it I feel like it hits all the criteria just great. Uh, but what, what a great, I was listening to this. I was like, man, this is a fantastic, fantastic song. Yes. Uh, just the way that the arrangement, despite how high everyone was, like the way that things just come in and out and just builds to like a perfect peak, it's it's all great. And like I'm, I I listened to all seven minutes earlier today. Yeah. Seven and, and I a wasn't half. even mad. Like no. four and a half minutes goes by, and you're like, like this is still great. It's still oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did a little bit of research. Uh, Noel Gallagher um, of Oasis in a 2005 interview said that uh, the lyrics to the chorus, uh, probably as psychedelic as he'll ever get, uh, it, he claims that the song means different things to him depending on his mood. Uh, lyrics like slowly walking down the hall faster than a cannonball. Mm. Um, he said that there was like some British kids TV show where it took some character 20 minutes to walk down a hall. So it was like, all right, slowly walking down the hall. And he said the only thing that he could think of that rhymed with Hall was cannonball. And he was not like specifically cannonball, not it, no, no, not ball. No, not ball. Cannonball. cannonball. And he was like, faster than a cannonball. And apparently everyone in the room was like, dang, dude, like that's yeah. it. <laughs> exactly and, not funny. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> yeah. David yeah. David Bowen saying, Well, it's not very good, is it? 
<laughs> yeah, so people want to identify with it as like a song about like, you know, memories or people that like drift apart or whatnot. But uh, I mean, he says, you know, it means whatever you want it to mean, because I don't know what it means. Um, That's great. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, very pleasant to listen to. Also, um, I don't know if it's Noel or Liam Gallagher. But I don't know why he sings with both his arms behind his back. Oh, uh, that's his signature pose when he sings. Yeah, and uh, I don't understand it, but it's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. <laughs> it's because he, I don't know, man. I, I've always wondered that too. Taylor, you came into that sentence so confident. Oh, that's because he, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, so that is Champagne Amazing Supernova. Thing. Okay, um, can I just um, say, these first five songs... All great picks. Amazing. Great picks. Yes, a hundred percent. So let's close it out, Shane. Let's let's close it out. Uh, my last song takes place in 1985. Ooh, okay. Um, the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, made its debut in the U.S. Uh, Michael Jordan won Rookie of the Year. Wow. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes also oh, made its so debut. Good. Bill so Watterson, good. big. What a legend! And uh, the Unabomber took his first victim in this year. So quite eventful on both ends of the spectrum you would close with that um this song is <laughs> i would say the anthem of stepdads everywhere oh boy the so of step <laughs> and if you want a hint it is also coming out of the uk um english pop duo breakaway uh yeah Whoa. so step no one has any guesses. everywhere Hold on, let me think. Wham? Kind of. Kind of wham. Is it kind of wham. <laughs> is it, uh, it's a duo though. Boy right. And it was it was it was uh it was the du- it was one of the duos breakaway, breakaway hit. Oh. So oh, Andrew those. Ridgely Andrew Ridgely and George Michael were wham. Right. One of them broke out with this song. So it, okay. it's not I'm George re- I'm Michael. Ready. I'm ready to go. My second oh. song, so Careless Whisper by George Michael. That's seven minutes long? It, no, that is six and a half minutes long. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, Champagne Supernova is seven and a half. George Michael wrote this when he was 17, uh, just on the way to school on the bus every day just to pass the time. And he says he's super over it because this song literally means absolutely nothing to him. And the only reason he can think of why it's popular is because unbelievable amount of people are just cheating everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Even in his memoir, Bear, that he wrote in 1991, uh, he says he um, admits that he regrets it. (laughs) Because I guess this thing is just, yeah, it's just chased him. (laughs) everywhere he's gone and he's like i i don't oh, want man. this to be part of me anymore hey man when you slap down a saxophone solo like that right you can't expect you to yeah. go throughout your entire no. life it's, without having to hear that constantly. i would say it's the most legendary saxophone riff of all time agreed Word. agreed and if anyone thinks different i'm down to right in but you'll be wrong um <laughs> yeah yeah so it's kind of like uh who's the guy from radiohead uh tom york yeah, kind of like Tom York and his relationship with Creed. Yeah, <laughs> that song. Yeah, they they started uh, playing it again live, but for the longest time they would not. 
What a great segment. Good yeah. idea. We'll have to bring that back at some point. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, if six people songs. like it, let us know. And we'll, yeah. and we'll keep it going. Also, uh, send in what your picks would be for uh, mm, yeah. for popular, oh, yeah, corny sure. songs. We'll take your yep. suggestions. We'll make a playlist. Put it out <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll feature one, one, one of the playlists will be the, uh, the featured corny songs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, so sticky so good. good if dusty is in fact gonna come on season two then we've got uh we've got three guests yeah he's he, he's got a comment though we gotta know he's he, he's in it yeah he, he specifically has to listen to this episode yeah right dusty, <laughs> if you're listening to this episode right now put all three of us in a group thread and send us the side eye emoji there you go to let us know Do it. that you're coming on back to good podcast <laughs> Right, but only the side eye emoji, no Star Wars memes. What's uh, what's the outro music for this episode? What was the outro music for the first episode? Uh, it was first episode. Guys, there was only five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> there were six if you count the Gorilla Crispy bonus. No, no, there's no? only five counting. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. Counting Gorilla Crispy. <laughs> let's let's do uh, let's do a highlight reel for season one. Slide. <laughs> ah, of course it was. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> That's we had a right. legendary oh, man. revelation what a, what a on air. Oh yeah. Okay, so favorite moments from season one? Uh, Chipmunk Chip days with with Zach. Zach. That's that's gotta be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing though, you gotta get specific, man. Okay, if if we're getting I mean, specific, um, the what am I, like, story. The thing that I like laugh at story. every time is when you're talking to Zach and you're like, so you're just like catching critters, and Zach is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of the Thomas story, but specifically. Oh where you're like i got i gotta ask again i don't know what else to do and then she's like the thomas <laughs> do you want it grilled or crispy still die even oh, the first man. time you ever told me that story i was done oh man uh, i love the bit in the finale when we're talking about um how in the entirety of the mandalorian show uh anytime something happens to grogu uh that's all mando has to say is like they have the kid and <laughs> and we all just go off on that for a while oh um, that was great that was great but uh, this has been fun it's been a, a way to get through covid a little bit more sane. For sure yeah no doubt or less sane however you want to look at it i mean it's like not only uh do i like get to spend time with you guys which otherwise i would not be able to do um it gives me something to do with all the free time I have, <laughs> right. uh, not being able to go places, go do things, stuck, everyone's stuck inside. Everyone's finding projects in one way or another. Some people are taking up painting or <laughs> crocheting. <laughs> or painting Whatever. your bathroom, but not all the way. Hey, we're working yeah. on it. Or <laughs> macrame tapestrying. Yeah, making I, a chair out of a two by four. I don't know. What, what, what are people doing? Making I'm masks, baking cookies. Which everyone who's making masks right now you're the real mvps yeah there you go also the ones that are wearing the masks <laughs> you gotta hey, start tyler please it, don't get political on this podcast thank you <laughs> <laughs> season right. two there we go Just kicking it off do we have like anything that we can uh <laughs> did that explain <laughs> do we Definitely have the wrong medium can, like uh um, yeah yeah oh, I'll, I'll just, just just a little just a little nugget i'll just a little come, nugget i'll just come out and uh why can i not speak <laughs> bro <laughs> every time i try You're to say so something upset with yourself. <laughs> ah okay 
All I see, we, we like zoom into Taylor's head and it's all the SpongeBob's just, like running around with everything's on fire. <laughs> I don't care that you broke your elbow. <laughs> You're going to make me say it. Don't make me say it. I'm going to say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. <laughs> Anyways, go oh, on. Right. <laughs> all right. Next episode, we got a very old friend of mine, uh, Wesley Villalobos, coming on the pod. Let's go, Wesley. He's got the meats. He's got the fries. <laughs> uh, he's got the he's got the potatoes. Yep. So season two, episode two, fan favorite, uh, known associate, Wesley <laughs> firm Lobos. listener, firm yeah, listener number listener. four. Yep. He's been proselytizing back to good all over Seattle. Uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> Dang. Thank you, I guess. <laughs> to all sixteen people that are still alive in Seattle. <laughs> See you guys next time. Then I guess. <laughs> Hit the music? I don't know. <laughs> Do it. We're trying to leave. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can cut it there.